Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Hey, what's up? Welcome into a Wednesday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch, talk some sports. Jose is here. He's producing. And uh, we are going to present you two hours worth of sports. Game one in the SEC tournament today, it was a one-run game with LSU and South Carolina. It was 2-1, to one, but LSU's come up with a four spot in the bottom of the fifth. They're still batting, and they lead 6-1. to one. And, of course, if it uh, stays on schedule, Florida and Alabama – will come your way at about 5.25 today. Bama winning yesterday. And how about three shutouts in the first four games of the SEC tournament? I, If you'd have given me odds on that, I'd have taken those odds all day long. That's exactly what happened. Uh, okay. Some things to talk about today. You know, it... I've always threatened to do this, and I never do. But maybe this year I will. Everybody comes out, every publication, every whatever comes out and says, here's our preseason all-SEC football team. Okay? Well, Athlon just released theirs. And... Uh, it's not good if you're Florida because there's no Gator in it at all. Um, the first team offense has nobody from Florida. The first team defense has nobody from Florida. First team specialists Nobody from Florida. Second team offense. Nobody from Florida. Second team defense. Nobody from Florida. Second team specialists. Nobody from Florida. Third team offense. Aha! Montrell Johnson and offensive lineman Austin Barber. On defense. Prince uh, Princely is there. Yvonne Mielin, Shamar James, Jason Marshall, and Jeremy Cross. Jeremy Crawshall is uh, the punter. But no Gators on the first or second team. Now that's Athlon. There's a million of these. I'm just trying to point out. So given that, we've had a discussion the last couple of days about. Uh, I don't know. How do I want to say this? Where Gator Nation sits, where, where what the, the football program is. So let me throw this out. If prognosticators are right and Florida struggles again next year, wins six games, wins seven games. Tell me 
in your view, in year three, what has to happen in terms of win total or anything else that would make you comfortable? So maybe, it, hey, I got to win nine games or eight, whatever it is, because I'm anxious to hear that. I, I really want to see um, what your thought process is. Um, okay, Jose, I'm going to ask you to come here for a second. Uh, I just got a text, and I don't want to give his number out, so um, we're going to call this number, and that's Dennis Dodd from CBS Sports. Go ahead and call him right now. Um, you could just take my phone with you if you need to because i got to get another guest on because I'm going to get somebody from Pro Football Focus here, so uh, I want to do this. Dennis uh, wrote a column, and I'm going to tell you more about it, and he is too, because there is some movement um, when it comes to Congress, believe it or not, and NIL legislation. Yeah. Uh, there's actually a movement afoot to perhaps, perhaps begin the process of a national movement toward NIL regulations. And Dennis wrote a column about it, and uh, I'm going to bring him in here to uh, have him discuss this with you um, because I think it's pretty interesting. And uh, you can read his column on CBSSports.com. Don't know if you saw this, by the way, too. A wide receiver has become the fourth Georgia football player arrested this year. Yeah, see, you get some success, get to your head sometimes. All right, Dennis will join us now, columnist for CBSSports.com. Always enjoy him being here. Dennis, thanks for squeezing me in today. Um, I, I find the column, and I let people know where they could find it, pretty interesting because, A, Congress is getting involved, but is this the first tentative step towards perhaps national legislation on this? Steve, you know, thanks for having me on. Sure. Um, there, are, there are a bunch of bills out there. Uh, this is from the Republican side. There's going to be another one dropped today, I think, from an Ohio representative. And the different bills sort of mimic, you know, Democrats being pro-labor, um, Republicans wanting something else. Um, and at the end of the day, none of them have even made it to the floor for markup or even get into a committee for discussion. And so that big picture, that's the fear of the NCAA, that none of this gets done in any form before the election year starts in 24 when everybody's distracted, for lack of a better term, um, you know, trying to get people elected. So, no, this is – I wouldn't call this a turning point. I would call it significant in that it's the first one I can remember that features a national regulatory body and everything everything that would encompass. Um, well, I think this is good. I think you also threw a dose of reality on this, that the chances of this getting – you know, Democrats and Republicans to do anything together in anything is difficult these days – so I would think the difficulty of getting something done 
before we start the 24 elections, to your point, I don't want to say impossible, but I don't see that happening. Do you? Yeah, I mean, that's really that is really the issue right now. Um, And I know that Charlie Baker, the NCAA, the new president is aggressively pursuing that on the Hill um, and talking to both sides and trying to get something done. There's a lot of what he wants in that bill. Again, I don't think I don't know if it, it could get past it would get past the House. It wouldn't get past the Senate um, because of the composition right now and the pro-labor aspects of the of Democrats. So, um, no, I mean, I, I just think it's going to be hard unless there's something imminent that I don't know about that's very bipartisan. Uh, if you read Dennis's column, the regulatory body would be called the U.S. Intercollegiate Athletics Commission. It would oversee NIL, set rules, enforce them, and then help athletes and collectives on the process, which all sounds really good. I guess the question maybe that fans have, Dennis, is isn't this what the NCAA wants? Don't they want out of this? What, what's that in particular? In other words, they want Congress to do something here and not— Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they've, got, they've lost leverage for— you know, a lot of for years and years of uh, of neglect. Basically, uh, they could have they could have addressed this with Ed O'Bannon 15, 16 years ago when he saw his image on that video game, and instead they they took it to the highest court and lost. Um, they could have done it with Alston, which was stupid in my opinion. They this was the Alston case, which put NIL on a fast track in June of twenty one had to do with about $6,000 worth of educational benefits, not not compensation, educational benefits. And they took it to the Supreme Court and got whitewashed nine to nothing. Mm. So their prospects of fighting any of this um, now is really, really bad, considering now we know the stance of what the Supreme Court is regarding the NCAA. You saw the remarks from Justice Kavanaugh, don't, don't come before us with this type of stuff again. Yeah. Um, because he basically he basically said these players are employees. Last thing for you. Um, let's assume for the moment that because of what we just discussed, the upcoming national election, this gets put on the back burner. Does that then, is it out of sight, out of mind? Do you think somebody would pick this back up again? In your longer-term lens, Dennis, do you see this eventually happening? Uh, congressional oversight? Yes. No. Um, unless they can get some sc- sort of skinny bill that gives uh, protects the NCAA from litigation. That's the first thing they want. Uh, but no, I think then it becomes a situation where either the NLRB, the courts, a myriad of lawsuits out there that deal with this. Uh, finally come through. And I think I think the NCAA is just kind of in defense mode. Just just run it out, run out the ground it's short. See if you can beat the throw. If not, you know, you're, <laughs> you're, you're out of the picture. You lose you lose even more of your power or whatever power you had. Um, and I think that's their philosophy. I think they're being proactive with the new president, but there's been years of bad legal decisions. Uh, sorry, bad legal strategy that gets them to where they are today. And now we're at a point where in a couple of years, some of these lawsuits uh, that are in court may end up mandating revenue sharing. Uh, the NL- NLRB case 
last week that I wrote about may end up declaring that players are employees. Mm. And frankly, since the beginning of NIL, um, you know, on G- July 1st, 2021, we've gotten a glimpse of that. And what's changed? Um, if anything, there's more uh, competitive balance. Cincinnati's in, San Diego State's in, TCU's played for a championship. So to say this is the sky is falling and there's going to be a competitive imbalance and the whole thing can't work, it's worked pretty good to me. I don't know what other people think. <laughs> well, we're going to find out. You can read Dennis's column on CBSSports.com about all of this, and uh, it's I think it's a fair thing to say. It's a start, but we're far <clears throat> from the finish line. Always appreciate your time, Dennis. Thank you. All right, Steve. Thank you. You got it. Dennis Dodd, columnist, CBSSports.com. 12-16, time check, brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. I'm going to talk a little NFL. Ben Brown, Pro Football Focus, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Zach Weiss. The SEC baseball tournament continues today in Hoover, Alabama. In it, the Florida Gators are set to take on the Crimson Tide this evening. Coverage of that game can be found right here at 525. In the MLB, the Tampa Bay Rays will look to bounce back against the Toronto Blue Jays tonight after a 20-1 loss Tuesday. First pitch is set for 640. The NCAA Tennis Individual Championships continue today, and the Gators have both men and women in the round of 16. In singles, Axel Neff and Carly Briggs have matches later. In doubles, Will Grant and Axel Nev still have a round of 32 match left to play. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Zach White. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. I want to talk to the Florida healthcare workers out there, or if you know somebody who is uh, a member of the healthcare industry, I've got some money saving news for you, and it's really pretty simple. You need to switch your current financial institution to the credit union I've been using for over 30 years now, My Healthcare Federal Credit Union. It's right here in Gainesville. And they provide a lot of great things. If you have high credit card interest rates, My HCFCU has a low fixed rate card with no annual or balance transfer fees. Also, free checking with no minimum balance. Electronic services include home banking, mobile app, and call 24 telephone teller. And I mentioned those car loan rate discounts for concierge car buying services and green vehicles as well. Over 325 branches in Florida and 5,500 branches throughout the country. That says a lot. If you want more information about My Healthcare Federal Credit Union, Simply visit myhcfcu.org. That's myhcfcu.org. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. When planning your summer vacation, pick a destination close to where you live to limit your use of fuel. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? From scenic lakes and rivers to picturesque bays, Florida has many beautiful waterways that are perfect for exploring by canoe. But even when paddling on calm water, it's important to be prepared for the journey, regardless of your experience level. Be sure you're physically ready for the effort and always wear your life jacket. Before you go, know your limits. Safe boating is no accident. 
To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. Eating good is about more than just tasty food. Eating good is about doing good, too. And that's exactly what Fresh from Florida is all about. Supporting local Florida farmers, creating jobs in our communities, and of course, making sure you can enjoy all the fresh flavors Florida has to offer. Because produce tastes better when it's grown closer to home. So eat good tonight. Look for the sunny Fresh from Florida logo where you shop. Learn more at followfreshfromflorida.com. Considering buying a lab-grown diamond versus a natural diamond? IDC owner Keith LeClaire says, be careful. These machine-made diamonds are being mass-produced, and the value appears to be dropping fast. If they can create 130 carats per machine per day, and you've got 5,000 people that are growing at that level, do you know how much is already stockpiled? You're talking about millions of carats. Now you're talking about a product that was $5,000 just three years ago is now down to almost zero. So when trying to choose between between a natural diamond and a lab-grown diamond, proceed with caution. Why would you put your money in something that devalues faster than food you eat? Before you propose, come to International Diamond Center and get the facts about diamonds from our non-commissioned experts. Learn how diamonds are priced and graded on the world market and educate yourself on the latest trend of lab-grown diamonds. I want people to know that IDC is about protecting them. International Diamond Center at Celebration Point and always at ShopIDC.com. From the diamond to the dugout, we are your home for Florida Gator baseball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gator. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Welcome back to Sports Scene. Going to get your thoughts a little later if Florida does not have a good season two in college football, which many people think is going to happen, then what win total or what do you have to see in year three from Billy Napier and company? Right now, though, we're going to talk a little NFL. Pro Football Focus's Ben Brown now joins us. Ben, we're in that kind of a lull here. Uh, you know, camps aren't starting yet, um, but there's still some things that are interesting to me, and I wanted to ask you this. When the NFL does its schedule, what is the process? It, I mean, there's some manufactured games, obviously, but what process did the league go through to make that schedule? Yeah, I mean, it, it is a difficult task. I do think, you know, even when, like, PFF is kind of evaluating, we have the – we have the opponents for every single team, but actually fitting that into an 18-game schedule is it's a tall task, right? And then you fold in, like, primetime games. You, you fold in the bye week and everything else. And it is a pretty serious process to do it correctly. Um, and, and it is really difficult. And I think, you know, allocating the correct, you know, distance, rest, those sorts of things as well are all considerations. So they are very much, I would say, kind of winners and losers coming out of the schedule. But it, it is a process where the, the NFL tries to make it as fair as possible. But it, it's still very much, I would say, a sliding scale for how well that's done for any one team, uh, you know, I, I would say right now. Uh, I want to ask you, Ben, about some players in particular. One is Kadarius Tony, who we saw here at Florida. Um, underutilized or miscast in New York, goes to Kansas City. Um, he seems to be a kind of a guy, if he's used right, 
he could be a real dynamic force in an offense. Do you agree? Yeah, I, I very much agree. And it's interesting that, you know, kind of like you say, like his utilization or his ways in which he's gained usage has always been in a lot of ways off the charts. Even if, even for the New York Giants and, you know, his first season before he really got benched, I would say like he is very much a guy that has a high number of targets per route run. Like he leads the league in that category. And it's very much, you know, a, 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 I would say reflection of how dynamic he can be with the ball in his hands. And I think, you know, specifically with Andy Reid calling plays, with Patrick Holmes kind of delivering the football, like, if he is kind of the number one receiver, which is very much it sets up from a talent perspective that he's going to be, and he is hitting these, you know, high routes run per week, 70 to 8%. Like if his usage at least somewhat maintains, like he's very much going to be, you know, one of the most productive receivers in football in this upcoming season. So I think the sky is the limit. Obviously the offense is very much a good fit. I think Andy Reid specifically can very much manufacture ways in which he can be dynamic with the football. And we've seen him already have that capability. So I think the fit is tremendous. I thought the trade last year for Kansas City to actually get him was was very much an opportunity to buy low. Uh, and I think already it seems like it's somewhat a success, but it could very much be, you know, one of the reasons why the Chiefs are consistently, you know, outside of Patrick Mahomes, consistently going to be, you know, there in the Super Bowl for years to come because they did kind of buy low on a guy, you know, that very much has the skill set, I would say, to be a number one receiver at the NFL level. Ben, I couldn't wait to ask you this, and I'm actually going to ask our listeners later to talk about this. The NFL obviously does a lot of things right. It makes money hand over fist. It's a very popular sport. But they're now tinkering again with kickoffs. So here's my question. If it's so dangerous, and, and I mean, and statistics show that concussions happen a lot on kickoffs, then why mess with it? Why just not get rid of them? I don't like that because I think a punt return or a kickoff returns one of the most dynamic plays in football. But why doesn't the NFL just get rid of it? Yeah, it is a really good question. I do think, kind of like you said, like it, it would maybe change the underlying fundamentals of the game to the point where people get upset about it. Um, I think personally that, you know, we're not seeing a huge distinction and I don't think it's a huge spot where teams can kind of, I would say gain an edge either from, you know, a really successful special teams coordinator or even like a successful kick returner. Right. So I think the time has kind of passed for that to be a huge impact on the game. So I'm comfortable, you know, in the name of player safety, maybe moving on from it. It does seem like, in some ways, that's the direction in which the league is kind of trending. They just don't want to make that drastic of a decision this early on. So I think tinkering with it is, I guess, the path that they want to go down. But I'm with you. I think that, you know, the Desmond Howard days, those sorts of things where they can greatly impact the outcome of a game are probably past. And I do think, you know, embracing some of the ways in which, you know, the semi-professional teams or the professional teams at lower levels, the XFLs and the USFLs, have kind of handled kickoffs should very much be the direction that the NFL goes if they don't want to get rid of it entirely, I would say. The only thing I will say, though, and this is just the uh, cynic in me, if you're going to put your your books on this because of player safety, oh, but we can, we can have flex games on Thursday night. We, we right, can have right. players play a game, you know, two games in four days. We can do that, and don't worry about player safety, but by God, don't have a kickoff. That, that, that doesn't ring right to me. Yeah, it, it, it's true, right? And I do think, you know, it, it, the kickoff is one thing, obviously, but football is a violent game and injuries are going to happen all the time. And I think if they do want to, you know, go down this path of player safety and really helping players out, like, 
we would have the discussions, you know, kind of like you said about the Thursday night games, also even, you know, the turf versus grass, grass debate and those sorts of things. Like those all should very much be happening as well as opposed to probably the kickoffs. I do think those are more susceptible uh, and probably bigger changes that the league can implement if they do really want to move down this path of being a place where they can definitely claim out to the player safety label, which I agree with you is, is probably an oversight and not something that they're doing right now for sure. Ben Brown, Pro Football Focus, joining us here, talking a little National Football League. Two last questions for you. Um, Sean Payton comes to mind here, but maybe there's somebody else. Sometimes, whether it be college, pro, a coach can walk in and turn a team or uh, an organization around. Can Payton do that with Denver, a once-proud program, or who do you think the coach is that might have the most impact there? That that is a really good question. I to start off with with Sean Payton, I you know I loved him as you know a, a, an offensive play caller with Drew Brees. I think that the marriage with him and Russell Wilson is going to have to overcome a lot, or it's going to have to change those two people specifically pretty dramatically. I would say in order to, for it to be successful, and I do think it's going to be a pretty big learning curve. So I'm not expecting immediate success because the ways in which Russell Wilson I would say is kind of been at his best and been the most successful has been throwing the football deep downfield to really athletic type wide receivers. And, and, and that's kind of going to be a pretty big fundamental shift with where Sean Payton has been successful at as a play caller. So I think it takes longer if it does end up getting there. I'm not overly bullish about it. So I, I do think that the Denver Broncos are going to probably continue to trend in the wrong direction until they maybe figure out a solution at quarterback outside of Russell Wilson, which is going to be a costly endeavor in and of itself. So I don't buy into that. I do think if there was going to be somebody probably flying a little bit more under the radar, I know he wasn't you know, overly successful in Indianapolis, but I think a guy like Frank Reich, definitely with a roster that very much played better in the second half of the season. Uh, you know, they have the young signal caller and Bryce Young now. They have a few pieces, I would say, and, you know, the skill position players. Like, I think they're in a spot where they can very much improve, improve dramatically and improve quickly. And given the, the, the state of the rest of the division and the rest of the conference around them, like, they are a team, I think, that uh, are very much going to be kind of that, you know, the spot where they can very much improve, I would say, dramatically. So I like Frank Reich in Carolina. I, I think that would probably be the answer to the question, more so than I would say Sean Payton in Denver. All right, last question for you. I'll put you on the spot here a little bit, but maybe you have somebody that you already have in mind. I understand it's, what, not even Memorial Day yet. But if I said to you, of the first-round picks, Ben, who might make the most impact with their team? Who would you answer? Yeah, I, that is that is another good question. I do think from, you know, obviously I think the quarterbacks for me specifically are going to make a huge impact right away. And I think that might be a little bit, you know, cheating in a lot of ways, I would say. But <laughs> yeah. I, I, think a, I think a guy for me outside of the quarterback position uh, is going to be Zay Flowers for the Baltimore Ravens. I think specifically what they need to kind of, Lamar, from a passing standpoint, I think Zay Flowers very much fits the bill. I know they've kind of tried and failed at the wide receiver position specifically, you know, in previous seasons. But I love the scheme fit. I love Todd Monaghan kind of calling plays for them as well. So I think Flowers is a guy that can very much approach, you know, the 1,000-yard receiving yardage number in his rookie season. I think when that happens, you know, the, the Baltimore Ravens very much look like AFC North, at least contenders with the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, and I and I think they make the playoffs after that. So outside of the quarterbacks, I think it's probably going to be Zay Flowers. Uh, I 
I like him quite a bit, and I like that scheme fit quite a bit, and I very much think that you know the Ravens are probably being a little bit slept on right now. Okay, as I always ask, Ben, where can people see your work in Pro Football Focus? Yeah, definitely. So pff.com, we got a mobile app. we got a lot of, you know, content still churning out here in the offseason. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at, you know, pff underscore Ben Brown. Definitely appreciate, you know, any and all questions and everything else coming my way. I love to interact with people. So if there's anything people want to hear or see, uh, definitely let me know. And I definitely appreciate your time, Steve. Uh, I hope you have a great show. Yep, appreciate you, Ben. Thank you. Ben Brown, Pro Football Focus. John, I'll get to you after the break. 1232 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Mike Lester, as the founder of Talon Wealth, you are a fee-only fiduciary financial advisor, and you always have a glass-half-full perspective. But the economic news is discouraging a lot of us. Certainly, I think it's going to be tough. We're going to have a retraction in the economy. That's natural. Things aren't always good. They aren't always bad. But there are far too many advisors telling people to hang in there. There are far too many advisors using scare tactics Mm -hmm. to sell things that, in my opinion, I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity. Hmm. If they took the time to show you all of your other investment options, I don't think you would choose an annuity. Do a deep dive on your investments and what's likely to happen. You'll be more confident moving forward. And that's what we do in our comprehensive financial plan. And Talon is happy to do that complimentary. 352-751-3200. Or guardingyournestag.com. Talon Private Wealth LLC investing in stock markets involves the risk of loss. And there is no guarantee that all or any capital invested will be repaid. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Or a license number D056341. There's a race going on inside your body, and sometimes the bad guys, otherwise known as arthritis, get there first. That's when the joint pain kicks in. Your healing process is just too slow and just can't catch up, and it needs just a little bit of help from QC Kinetics. That's Dr. Daniel Zuckerman, a QC Kinetics medical director. We all know that you can heal yourself. If you get a cut, it heals on its own. Your joints are no different. We can take the healing properties from your blood, concentrate them down, and put them in the spot that you need the help. It's amazing. Your body can can heal itself. At QC Kinetics, that's called regenerative medicine. No surgery or steroids, just lasting relief, the natural way. The fact that we can treat them without surgery, but using their own body's natural healing process, without medications, without steroids, without surgery, it's just amazing. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, Three. 452-400-4550. Hey, Bill, how's it going? I'm fine, Bob. I just wish I were ready for mosquito season. Well, that's why I bought Summit Mosquito Dunks. Summit Mosquito Dunks? Yep, they kill the mosquito larvae before they're old enough to bite. How about that? Well, I guess I'm off to the store. Help protect yourself and your family from diseases caused by mosquitoes with Summit Mosquito Dunks. Available at garden centers, hardware stores, and online at SummitResponsibleSolutions.com. That's SummitResponsibleSolutions.com. Big news at Electronics World. Electronics World is now under new ownership. 
Hi, this is Tom Collette. EW is still locally owned and operated, still giving you big box prices with personal service. Our new ownership group is dedicated to providing you the ultimate customer experience while guiding you through all the latest smart home automation and entertainment products and services. Come visit our 5,000 square foot showroom and design center in Gainesville today or online at electronicsworld.net. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Our pesky front remains stalled over North Florida. Cloudy skies today with a few peaks of sun yet again. High temperatures on the cool side in the upper 70s and lower 80s. Early to mid-afternoon, downpours and thunderstorms will work their way inland from the first coast. They'll be scattered, becoming more numerous later on in the afternoon and during the evening as they approach the nature coast. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. He's proving to be the best player in basketball. He's still trying to win the crown. I'm not going to give that to him because it's still steps until Jokic takes it from the mantle, but it's moving towards that direction. You can mark this down, and you can fight me back in five years if you think I'm wrong. That's the best one-man offense in the game of basketball today. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gators head men's basketball coach Todd Golden, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Welcome back to Sports Scene. The rest of the day, it is us. Don't forget, tomorrow, one way or the other, we're going to have an abbreviated show, either because of Gator Baseball or because of Rays Baseball. So uh, we'll hope we can hear from you for the rest of the day today. Three night, oh, by the way, uh, first game of the SEC tournament, Carolina's come back a little bit. <clears throat> LSU behind, behind Skeens does not pitch well. They got a good relief effort, though. It's now 6-3 to three as LSU hits in the bottom half of the sixth. John joins us. Hi, John. Hey, good afternoon, Steve. Uh, I was trying to call you uh, when, when Jeff was on, but my connection was so bad I couldn't barely hear or talk to you guys. But uh, have, they just, have you guys disclosed who's pitching tonight for Florida and for Alabama? Uh, Alabama has not. I would imagine Waldrop would pitch tonight for Florida. I got you. Well, I wanted to touch base with a couple of things. You've had a couple of uh, guests on the, the the previous guy. You guys were talking about the, you know, kickoffs and stuff like that, and the, the fair catch at the twenty-five or whatever stuff like that. The only thing that I say that I that I really don't like doing away with the with the uh, kickoffs is what what if you need teams to do onside kick? I mean, obviously, if you're going to do an onside kick, you know that. I mean, it's obvious that you're going to do it. So I just think that. Doing away with that is, is I, I think, a poor choice. Well, that's a kickoff. Kickoff, uh, right. And I don't know that they would outlaw an onside kick because you don't right. run those back. Right, right. So The whole I mean, idea of this is they want to, because they, they've done research, and, you know, when you've got 
and, and they, remember, they stopped the running start on kickoffs, if you remember. Right. So it's because of concussions, and there is evidence uh, that concussions do occur on kickoffs more frequent than anything else. I just don't think they would outlaw the the onside kick because it's not run back. But I could be wrong. I mean, what's the other league that had the, you know, you could take the option of you know taking it fourth and thirty or yep. something like that on your ten yep. yard line? Maybe I don't know if the NFL would even entertain that. Yeah, it might be that something option. like that. Sure. Yeah. Um, you're talking about uh, the Gator expectations, the Gator fan. I mean. Rick, going into an uh, into the off season, this is probably the lowest I've found as far as expectations going into a season. Obviously, just hearing five point five, you know, win expectancy. That's probably the lowest I've ever heard. I mean, I mean, it's given that you know how we got smoked in the bowl game and we ended up six and what seven at the end of the year. Uh, what I need to see this year as a Gator fan, I mean, if we go six and six and six. But I want to see some consistency. I mean, I want to see that obviously it's we got to be better on defense. Well, but here's my question to you. Yeah, let, let's say the record is six and six, or right. seven and six, or six and seven. Right. There's going to be a lot of people who are going, "Wow!" So for you in year three, is there a win total you have to achieve? Absolutely. Okay. Eight. A, okay. Eight. All right. That's what I'm asking. I need to see eight, and I need to see improvement. You know, if we going in, like I said, six and six, and we, you know, we get beaten the bowl game, if we get into the bowl game, but eight, week, or year three, it's got to be a drastic improvement. You know, just can't be just, you know, status quo. Well, we're keep continuing staying on the six. It's, 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 it, that ain't going to jive as for, for me as a Gator fan. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Hey, have a good day, man. Yep. John, thank you. Uh, let's see. Steven says, oh, my an NBA email. My gosh. Joe Kitsch has been so enjoyable to watch in the playoffs. He reminds me of the John Wooden quote, be quick, don't hurry. <laughs> he dominates the NBA at 28. Will winning the NBA championship take him to a new level of perceived greatness? Sure. Sure. W- once again, I think it's a two-edged sword when you start talking about great players and championships. Fran Tarkenton, Dan Marino, uh, didn't win a, Jim Kelly, didn't win a Super Bowl. But they're in the Hall of Fame. But obviously, if you are Tom Brady, you're going to be in the Hall of Fame. And you are going to be a cut above because you've won championships. So, I mean, does that factor into how a player is perceived? Certainly. And I think it should be to some not the be-all, end-all, but certainly to some extent. John says, if you asked all the past head coaches in the SEC since 1990, what SEC quarterback would you select to be your starter for a season? The only rules are the quarterback had to be an SEC starting quarterback for at least a year. So this is the quarterback they want to lead their team for a season. Assume this is that quarterback at their best while playing in the SEC, so not pro stuff. Who gets the most votes? What's my pick? His guess would be Joe Burrow. I think the spread guys may pick Tebow, Manziel, or Cam Newton. How many would pick recent Bama quarterbacks? Okay, that's a great question. I'll throw it out there, okay? Again, 
if you asked past head coaches in the S, I think part of this though would be what you alluded to in the in the question, John. What system are you running? Joe Burrow is not going to run a spread. Okay, Tim Tebow is not going to run a pro style offense. So I think that would be the question you ask first, if it's a pro style or whatever. But if you just take that out and you want to just be generic as you call in, who would you pick and why? PG, hello. Hey, man. Uh, I'm just going to take a stab at your question there. I'd say year three, realistically, got to win eight. But for me, I think it's nine or ten because uh, that put us at five years the two losing seasons, whatever happens this season. I mean, you gotta, you gotta show that or what they're doing. I wouldn't, I almost say isn't working if they don't win eight. Uh, and it might be working, but it just would feel like it wasn't working. And then you're waiting on lagway, I guess, to develop. And how long are you gonna wait? Especially in this, uh, in this day and age where things can, things can happen a little quicker, you know? And mm-hmm. if they win, if they win less than eight, you know, I, I, I think maybe we'd have to really go after the NIL more. There'd have to be a real push to make a change because it would seem like what was what was going on and that foundation and floor wasn't really moving fast enough. So that's just my opinion. And I'm not saying, let's just take Florida out of this, PG, School X, okay? Look what LSU did. Yeah. LSU got pretty good quickly. So it it shows you can under the right circumstance. Now, that's one year. Now, what will happen with, with Kelly's team in year two? I don't know. But certainly LSU fans, I think, would be very happy with their, with their year one under him. But it's a what-have-you-done-for-me world, and we shall see. But I, it, it, it was fascinating to me in discussing this with some of my students what their uh, perspective was. And their level was, well, you better win eight or nine. We, we, you know, we got to see, we got to see the improvement, not just with my eyes, but in terms of the win and loss ledger. So, yeah, yeah I understand. But especially at that point, and and that year three, the that's when it goes to twelve games, right? Yep. The college. So being in contention late, like you know, that's the owner used to say we want to have meaningful games in September. <laughs> that's how bad the Mets were. The, the the Gators should be in it in you know late October, you know not not out of that. that. That's another thing, you know. So if they win eight or nine, you should be, you know, at least in the talks there. I mean, this is Florida. I mean, eight or nine wins over the last thirty years. I mean, you should be you should be you should be targeting that, you know, like making the NCAA tournament in basketball. Mm-hmm. That's that's success. So anyway, that's my opinion. Thank okay. you. Okay. Thank you, PG. Uh, Carolina, after cutting the lead to six to three, their pitching's gone south. That's now LSU eight to three, and they're making a bullpen change here in the sixth inning. Twelve forty-six time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN ninety-eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN ninety-eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Zach Weiss. The NCAA Tennis Individual Championships continue today, and the Gators have both men and women in the round of 16. In singles, Axel Neff and Carly Briggs have matches later. 
In doubles, will Grant and Axel Nev still have a round of 32 match to play? In the MLB, the Tampa Bay Rays will look to bounce back against the Toronto Blue Jays tonight after suffering a 20-1 loss Tuesday. First pitch for that game is set for 640. The SEC baseball tournament continues today in Hoover, Alabama, in which the Florida Gators are set to take on the Crimson Tide this evening. Coverage of that game can be found right here at 525. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Zach White. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. If you listen to the show on a regular basis, I've been telling you for a while now about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. And it has done some really, really good work. And it continues to do that. It houses at-risk young boys from difficult home environments. And they help them straighten out their lives. And it's done through your donations of either unused or unwanted vehicles of any type. It can be a motorcycle, a car, a truck, whatever. Your donated vehicle goes to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch, and the boys that are there fix them up, and they resell them. So they learn real-life skills. If you have an unused or unwanted vehicle of any kind, you would kindly consider donating it to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. It would be very much appreciated. And again, your donations are tax-deductible, and it helps this really great cause a lot. To find out more, Google Boys Ranch Palatka, or go to rbr.org. Again, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org. You might think all a solid foundation can do is hold up walls and a roof, but it can do so much more. It can build friendships, launch businesses, create memories, and okay, yeah, hold up walls too. At Radiant Credit Union, we're about strengthening all the foundations in your life, starting with your home mortgage. Our home loan experts are ready to help you every step of the way, ensuring your financial foundation stays solid. Visit RadiantCU.org foundation to get started. Federally insured by NCUA. Everybody has pivotal moments that they remember, like where were you when this happened? Ball went through Bill Buckner's legs or the first time I saw Michael Jordan fly through the air. Maybe when you graduated college or the first time your family vacationed at the beach. A lot of them are captured on old VHS tapes or photos, but they're fading, falling apart, and you're at the risk of losing them forever. Legacy Box professionally digitizes your old tapes to the cloud, safely archiving them ready to watch and share. We've used Legacy Box here on the show. Safe, easy, simple, professional. Load your Legacy Box with tapes, film, pictures, audio. Send them in. In no time at all, they convert them to digital. With Legacy Box, you can save and replay the highlight reels of your life. Visit LegacyBox.com Patrick for a limited time. Get 40% off your order. That's LegacyBox.com Patrick. From the diamond to the dugout, we are your home for Florida Gator baseball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gator. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF.
Welcome back to Sports Scene. 392-8255. Email russell at wruf.com. Uh, let's see here. Andrew says, I think the NBA would be better off if LeBron would retire. I try to talk NBA with friends and family. They get really upset about the politics of it. I remember as a kid in the 90s, everybody loved MJ and the very least respected him. I sense a respect for LeBron's game, but his personal decisions they have no respect for. What personal decisions? LeBron James is a lot of things, Andrew, and he says, it's sad, I wish I could watch it. Why can't you watch it? I don't understand that. LeBron James has not been in any kind of trouble. Even the great Kobe Bryant was in trouble, remember? People forget that because of what happened to Kobe. That was a pretty ugly thing when it it occurred with him, okay? You, You can talk about LeBron James, but what's he done off the court that's gotten him in trouble. Nothing. Now, if you want to tell me you don't like politics in sports, that's fine. I, I get that. And there's a lot of people who subscribe to the shut up and play routine. They don't want politics in sports. And I, again, understand that because that's old school. But again, I will tell you it's a myth. It's a myth. Kareem was doing that years ago. There's an award the NBA gives that's named after Kareem for doing social justice things, which Steph Curry just won this year. But nobody seems to remember that. Jim Brown, if you go back in history, I think it was 1964, got like people like Sam Cooke, and Muhammad Ali and uh, Bill Russell together to talk about social issues in 1964. So I'm a big history guy, Andrew. This is nothing new. You have more platforms now. They didn't have social media then to make the widespread net you can cast now. So if anybody thinks that, you know, all of a sudden this is new stuff, you're wrong. Simple. Daryl says, with the playoffs expanding in 2024, if Florida makes the playoffs, I'm happy. Oh, my God. That's asking a lot, I think. Um, He says he's drinking the Shane Matthews Kool-Aid. Think we'll win eight this year. Florida could. I'm going to tell you. If Florida beats Missouri, South Carolina, Vanderbilt beats those three teams. They've got a chance to win eight and throw Kentucky in there too. And I I went down the schedule the other day. Is there anybody with a possible and and I'm I'm gonna tell you this about Georgia. It's almost Memorial Day. I'm gonna go on record right now and tell you. Georgia will struggle offensively to start the year. I think they will miss Todd Munkin a lot. They'll miss 
God, I can't believe I'm saying this. They'll miss Stetson Bennett a lot. And granted, their wide receivers last year weren't great. And they have a pretty good group this year. And I'm not saying that, you know, any of those quarterbacks now won't be good. But I just think out of the gate and because of all the expectation, the the thing, though, that you have to look at is their non-conference schedule is embarrassing. If there's anybody listening who's a Georgia fan, you ought to be embarrassed by the non-conference schedule you play, especially coming off. Now, granted, those schedules are done years in advance, but look at the schedule that you play. It's embarrassingly bad. But uh, so, I mean, my point is, does anybody at Florida play that you think, oh, my gosh, they're going to get blown out? I don't. Can they win it? Nobody expected Florida to beat Utah here last year. Baby says year three would be eight or nine wins, decent bowl game and a solid performance. Recruiting and development looks solid with some game changers on defense and offense. State of Florida high school recruiting pipeline and relationships solidified. Not all, of course, but many of the Florida high school stars must land at UF. Let me give you a little history lesson here. Okay? How long has it taken Miami? How long did it take Florida State? And it's interesting that all three of those schools, which, if you remember in the glory days, were all so great, all kind of tanked at the same time. It's hard. It's hard. Once you're down, it's hard to get back up there and sustain it. Bradley says, who's pitching today? I would guess Waldrop would pitch today. I kind of mentioned that earlier. Uh, And again, John... I'll throw this out for the second hour as well. He said, if you asked all the past head coaches in the SEC since 1990, which SEC quarterback you'd select to be your starter for a season, uh, who would that quarterback be? He, he guesses Joe Burrow. It just depends what offense you're going to run. And, and here's the other thing. I'm going to defend my boy Tim Tebow a little bit here. Okay. I don't care what you did as a pro. Was Johnny Manziel a good pro? Hell of a college player. So let's take out in making that decision what you do as a pro because it has no bearing. It has zero bearing. Tim Tebow threw pretty well. There were, there were certain things he couldn't do as a quarterback and throw in the football, but you had a guy named Urban Meyer and a guy named Dan Mullen who understood what he could do. Get the ball to Percy Harvin, Tim. Doesn't that, and Tim was great at throwing the ball long, great at throwing those little five-yard routes. He wasn't great throwing outs and things like that, but what did they do? They gave him routes he could throw, and that's part of making somebody successful. Our thanks to Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus, Dennis Dodd, CBSSports.com. Uh, I'm going to talk more about that, too, in the second hour because the NIL 
and legislation, as I told you it would, at least the ball is starting to roll. Hour 2 coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Live life to the fullest. You hear that all the time. But it's easier said than done when you're in pain, right? Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is in the business of giving people back their quality of life and providing much-needed relief for chronic joint pain. And not just providing that relief, but doing it in the most non-invasive way possible using regenerative treatments from your body's own natural biologics. Where's your joint pain? In your knees, hips, shoulders, or back? Well, QC Kinetics concentrates these impactful treatments right at the source of your pain, directly applying healing properties where you need them the most. And best of all, you walk in the office and walk right out after treatment. No surgery, no downtime and patients are raving about the results. So what does living life to the fullest look like for you? Finally being able to play golf, hike, walk your dog, enjoy time with your family, whatever it is, don't wait one more day. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. When Daphne and I got married... And I've had so many problems with my teeth over the years. She just guided me right in here, and and, uh, they are truly wonderful. There was absolutely no one else to go to but exceptional dentistry for him. No one else. Since I had had my teeth worked on in so many different places in the world and so many things done, I had about two-thirds of my teeth were bad. Plus, I had a couple plates, so he removed all my teeth and put in implants. So brand new again. This is this is more like having my teeth back again. It, life is pretty normal. They're the best. That's it. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. It's good to be able to make a change, to never feel stuck. That's why at Cox, we're making a change too. Now Cox Internet plans are flexible, so you can choose to just go with Internet, add TV tomorrow, or home automation down the line. It's easier than ever to get just what you want and nothing you don't. Flexible plans from Cox. Change anytime. No commitments, no penalties. See for yourself at cox.com internet. Additional services can be added at then current regular rates. All services subject to residential customer service agreement and acceptable use policy. Restrictions apply. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. If you're looking for the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, look no further than Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. Steve Russell here. I've been a customer of Southeast Car Agency for a long time. 
All the vehicles I've purchased have been great. They'll do the same for you. Go online, secars.com. You can check out the vehicles they have in stock. You can go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue. The Cousins families run this business for 40-plus successful years. That's Southeast Car Agency. Big news at Electronics World. Electronics World is now under new ownership. Hi, this is Tom Collette. EW is still locally owned and operated, still giving you big box prices with personal service. Our new ownership group is dedicated to providing you the ultimate customer experience while guiding you through all the latest smart home automation and entertainment products and services. Come visit our 5,000 square foot showroom and design center in Gainesville today or online at electronicsworld.net. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Wednesday commences now with Jose Tovar, our producer today. And we will take your questions, calls, and comments. 392-8255. You can email srussell at WRUF.com. Hope you enjoyed On Deck earlier. Um, and lots of things we'll talk about today. Uh, I'll update you on LSU and South Carolina. Don't forget tomorrow, uh, either way, we will have an abbreviated show. Uh, if the Gators play the night game, uh, we'll have the Rays and the Dodgers for you at 1230. If the, if the uh, Gators play the second game of the day, uh, it'll probably be in this time frame, you know, one thirty ish or so. Uh, but we will see what happens when the Gators play Alabama tonight. That is going to be a five twenty five airtime right here. Call us up, talk some sports three nine two eight two five five. You can email s russell at wruf dot com. D will lead off. D, hello. Uh, you see, I don't bite on these football topics because I just don't like talking football this early, but. Uh... I'll bite on it today, man. It's a slow day. So, uh, as far as uh, Napier goes, Steve, I, it, it's recruiting, man. It's it's all about recruiting. And, you know, so far, you know, after last year's class, obviously you can recruit quarterbacks, uh, running backs. You can recruit that. Uh, the defensive line, he did a great job in this last class of recruiting that. Defensive backs, I like. Uh, the next step, he's got to – we still haven't landed in a blue chip, really a great offensive lineman. I mean, Rob Sale and Stapleton have got to find a way to start beefing up that offensive line. Uh, linebackers, uh, I know we got two good ones in the 24 class so far. Uh, Bateman's is, is, is on the rebound recruiting, um, you know, you know, linebackers, uh, got to get a playmaking tight end. So I could see, you know, you could see him coming on with recruiting. And I also think, Steve, man, I said it last year, we've got to put a, a, a more greater emphasis on special teams, man. Uh, you know, he, he labels these guys as uh, game-changing coordinators. I didn't, I didn't see much game-changing in special teams. Meanwhile, I'm watching South Carolina last year. It seems like every week they were doing something on special teams to create an advantage, a touchdown, just something to keep the, deep, the defense off guard. So, uh, special teams has got to be got to put a greater emphasis on that as well. Uh, there's obviously room to improve in a lot of areas, but I do agree with your assessment of the recruiting. I, I mean, are there you're not gonna you're not gonna uh, p- patch up every hole quickly. 
it takes a while because there was a lot of holes in the dam, so to speak. But you can see the progress there now. The next thing is development of those players, obviously. But, yeah, I mean, that that's why most people look at this and understand it's not going to be something that's going to be fixed overnight. And I don't really understand why more people don't get that. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> we can see when Mullen left where the recruiting was. And, you know, like I said, I, I, he turned that recruiting room around. Now, like you said, there's, there's always room for improvement in, in certain positions. But, I mean, I mean, I, heard, I hate to look too far ahead, Steve, but, uh, you know, DJ Lagway next year, he's got to be, he's got to be our Chris Lee, our uh, Tim Tebow, you know, a guy that's got to come in and make an immediate impact, man, because, uh, you know, he's, he, he, I think he is the guy that's going to either make or break Napier. Um, I, I just think he's, he's that highly rated, he's that highly regarded, and he's got to come in here and make an immediate impact. It's going to be interesting to me to see what happens at that position, D, because I think a lot of people make the assumption and understand why that Lagway has all these credentials. He'll step in as a freshman and start playing, and that could very well be the case. But then what's your quarterback room look like? You know, are you going to be able to keep the top-flight quarterbacks here because now you can transfer? That's going to be interesting to me to see what happens if he is established, as the, to your point, as the guy early. Yep. It's going to be interesting. Be good, Steve. Okay. Thank you, D. Appreciate you. Uh, and by the way, he said it. He said kind of a slow day today. It's not even Memorial Day yet. It will be a lot of slow days. That's just the nature of this beast. Um, Mark says, I think I speak for many of your listeners when I say that the one characteristic we admire the most about me is my candor when taking calls and emails. You tell it how it is. Some of us, including myself, also see you as the only person not an employee of the athletic department who can field our questions while also having intimate knowledge of what goes on behind closed doors. Having says, said that, it seems like every year since 2009, a journalist during the summer months will write an article where they take a swing on why they think the Gator football program has descended so quickly. The latest to do so is Andy Staples. Some of the journalists will blame the past coaches, lack of facility upgrades, etc., However, without using names, to your knowledge, is there one person, either former coach, AD, or president, that those who currently work or worked with in the university consistently point to as why the Gator football program is in its current state? Mark, that is a great email, and not because of what you said about me, but thank you for saying that. But I will answer that in due course because it's not a one-sentence answer. Let me get to James first on the phone. James, hello. Hey, good afternoon, Steve. Hey. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I think most realistic Gator fans are being somewhat realistic about next year. I mean, I think there is understanding that we are, the Gators are in a rebuilding process. But if you use a, let's use a construction analogy. Um, what is the build going to look like? You know, uh, right now, I think like all we have is a lot of architects and um, consultants, um, i.e. all the analysts, 
And what is the plan? I mean, Urban Meyer, you know, he basically said, you know, his plan was to get fast players and get them the ball in space and have an explosive offense and then build the defense around, you know, after that. That's, I think, one of the big questions is what is what what is the rebuilding process look like? I agree. I agree with that. And I do think it was a bit easier back then to do that than it is now. I've made the point before. I think there's bet the, the teams that were bad back then that you could circle Florida beating every year can't do that now. Right. No, and I, and I agree with you 100%. And let's take it back to that analogy of construction. The environment of uh, building something has definitely changed with portals and NILs no and that doubt. type of thing. So, so yes, uh, you know, it's almost like, uh, you know, um, you know, building up in uh, New Jersey and New York. You know, who do you have to pay off to get the permits and all this other stuff? But, right? James, let me, so, let me say something about this, though, to your point. <clears throat> your point is still, in my opinion, well taken. Because, yes, it's changed, but you have to change with it. Absolutely. Right? I mean, Nick Saban uh, certainly knows how to build a football program, right? Even he's changed. He's changed. You have to change with NIL. You have to change with Transfer Portal. You have to change with how recruiting has changed. Can this staff adapt to that? I think they're doing a pretty good job of it early on. But that that has to be a constant thing. Yeah. And, I, and just, you know, to go over my expectations, I think, uh, uh, honest, I think anything over six wins uh, I, I would be happy with. But I also want to see, you know, I think one of the biggest uh, areas where there might be some critique is obviously in the play calling and effective offense. And if that doesn't look good, uh, I think there's going to be some pressure on the play caller, and we know who that is. Yep. So. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Steve. Yes, sir, James. Thank you for your call. Um, okay, Mark, I'm going to get back to your email here. Um, he, he specifically said, is there one person uh, you can point to as why the Gator football program is in its current state? No. No. There's a variety of things. I have done this, what Andy did, and what others have done. I've done verbally here on several occasions. When you, sometimes you lose a great coach. Will Alabama be the same when Nick Saban leaves? Maybe so. History shows, though, that's not the case. Billy Donovan left here. What happened? So you get generational coaches here or wherever you are, and I think the fan base just expects, well, just pick because that, it, that I've always said this, <clears throat> that demeans the greatness of that coach. Because what you're saying is the coach doesn't matter. Plug somebody in. And they can do what Nick Saban does or Billy Donovan did or Urban Meyer did. Hard to do. One fifteen time check brought to you by Hayes Shillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now. 
on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Zach Weiss. The SEC baseball tournament continues today in Hoover, Alabama. In it, the Florida Gators are set to take on the Crimson Tide this evening. Coverage of that game can be found right here at 525. In the MLB, the Tampa Bay Rays will look to bounce back against the Toronto Blue Jays tonight after a 20-1 loss Tuesday. First pitch is set for 640. The NCAA Tennis Individual Championships continue today, and the Gators have both men and women in the round of 16. In singles, Axel Neff and Carly Briggs have matches later. In doubles, Will Grant and Axel Nev still have a round of 32 match left to play. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Zach White. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Southeast Car Agency at 310 Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. Folks, I've told you about them for a long time. I will continue to tell you about them because they're really good at what they do. If you're looking for a new vehicle, don't have any. Never have. But in 40-plus years, they've always provided you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, the best in late-model, low-mileage vehicles. Their selection is tremendous. They give you the widest possible selection of vehicles because they know that your purchase is important. It's, it's money. It's what you want to drive comfortably, and they want to make sure you have the best selection possible for your hard-earned dollar. Go online, secars.com. You can check out the vehicles that way, and you can go see them in person over at Northeast 39th Avenue. Test drive the vehicles. Eyeball them for yourself. Their sales staff always there to help, but never hard sells you into buying any kind of vehicle. When you go see them in person, told you for a while now, tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Looking to retire comfortably on your terms? Of course. Then don't buy an annuity. Okay. Has an advisor told you that an annuity will help you retire confidently by providing income? Uh, yeah. Did they also tell you they make a big commission when you buy that annuity? And they might even get a free trip from an insurance company? Uh, no. Might want to ask them about that. You may also want to meet with the team at Talon Wealth. They're fiduciaries that don't sell products. They focus on you and your goals. Compare how you've been doing to their actively managed portfolios and explain all of your options because they only do well when you do well. That sounds fair. Call 352-751-3200, 352-751-3200, or visit guardingyournestegg.com. And remember, don't buy an annuity. Talon Private Wealth, LLC. Investing in stock markets involves the risk of loss, and there is no guarantee that all or any capital invested will be repaid. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Florida License D056341. <laughs> it's awesome. Okita America is the best. It's summer camp season, and nobody in Gainesville does summer camp like Okita America. That's one of the reasons we came here, to make new friends. Weekly field trips, academic coaching, sports programs, and more. Okita America has classes for all ages. Whether you want full days, half days, or individual days, they're all available for the summer for all ages three and up. Drop by either Okita America location on Archer Road or Newberry Road, or find out more at OkitaAmerica.com. Live life to the fullest. You hear that all the time. But it's easier said than done when you're in pain, right? Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is in the business of giving people back their quality of life and providing much-needed relief for chronic joint pain. And not just providing that relief, but doing it in the most non-invasive way possible using regenerative treatments from your body's own natural biologics. Where's your joint pain? 
in your knees, hips, shoulders, or back? Well, QC Kinetics concentrates these impactful treatments right at the source of your pain, directly applying healing properties where you need them the most. And best of all, you walk in the office and walk right out after treatment. No surgery, no downtime, and patients are raving about the results. So what does living life to the fullest look like for you? Finally being able to play golf, hike, walk your dog, enjoy time with your family, whatever it is, don't wait one more day. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM at 8.50 AM, WRUF. You know, to the point I'm making about being on top and staying on top, who is your coach does make a difference. Take Tennessee. Philip Fulmer, I believe I'm right in this, it was 2007, I think, won 10 games. Tennessee didn't win 10 games again until last year. Last year. That's 15 years. So, and again, they went through how many coaches? So you just don't ever know. Sometimes when you get down, it's hard to get back up on top. Tennessee Mike, hello. Hey, Steve. Can't uh, agree with you 100%. Momentum, when, it, when a program slides, it's hard to get it back. No doubt about it. Yep, happens sometimes. I mean, sometimes you can turn it around, but it isn't easy. If you look around, uh, Steve, you know, when a program slips good programs, I think Tennessee took about a 20-year walk in the wilderness. Alabama, maybe a 15-year walk in the wilderness. Uh, Florida's last SEC championship was, what, 2008? Uh-huh. So how many years is that? Off that's, top of your head? that's 15. Yep. Yeah. It can happen, and it does happen. Hey, Steve, um, I've been – Reading a lot of these uh, Blake Topmeyer columns, he got the big job at USA Today. Do you ever read any of his work? I have before, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, I think he does a pretty good job, and I think his job is kind of to be provocative, clickbait, and that's fine. But um, I saw an interesting column. He was previewing these Destin spring meetings coming up. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted to discuss with you storming the field and um, Hugh Freeze. Okay. You know, Steve, in the last couple of days we've been kind of sparring about Kiffin, but Auburn landed on Hugh Freeze. Yep. I'm I'm really impressed with Auburn's search. It sounds like it was Kiffin was 1A and Freeze was 1B, which is exactly what I would have done. But, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see Freeze back in the league, um, you know, right there with the in in the state of Alabama. That's um, It's going to be some interesting entertainment. Well, I know John Cohen, the AD, well because John used to be an assistant baseball coach here, um, and I, I've known John forever. Um, and I was pretty shocked when he left his alma mater to go to Auburn as the AD to start with. But I think he understands, history at least, shows Hugh Freeze can beat Nick Saban. And he did it at a place with, with probably less resources and certainly less success in modern times uh, at a place like, you know, where he was as opposed to Auburn. So yeah. risky hire, yes. Um, he's got to get over. He's got to win the fan base over after his indiscretions. 
But from a football standpoint, I totally get it. And, Steve, you know this, in the state of Alabama, they take football pretty seriously. Auburn takes football very seriously. I don't think they give a flip about a burner phone. Uh, I think some fans do, but I think overall, uh, if he wins, that won't even be a topic of conversation. Yeah, okay. The other thing, Steve, uh, top of mind was talking about was they're going to try to dig in on um, storming the field down mm-hmm. there, and, mm-hmm. and I think Sankey's uh, put a committee out. You know all about it. Anyway, he makes the point, and I agree with Topmeyer, that there's no way under the sun they're going to um, start stripping home games. Never happen. Well, if they don't do something that's going to either be – because, look, there's so much money now in college athletics, that fine is a joke. That That's like going out and buying a bottle of pop. So what do you do? And if you don't – put something with teeth in it, something, then you're not going to stop it. So I think what they've got to come up with, my opinion, is how important is this really? Because I think they're worried that somebody's going to get killed. And that won't be a good look for this league, or any league for that matter. So then what can we come up with that's got some teeth? And the only other thing is, to make the penalty monetarily so egregious, you won't do it. Well, what is that amount? A million? Two million? What is it? I don't know. There are two things, two uh, uh, bank shots, I guess, uh, from a pool analogy to use here, Steve. If you do that, if, let's say you were to strip a home game from a team, mm-hmm. you affect every other conference team because all of a sudden one team, I guess, in the league has an extra home game. Another thing that does, another bank shot is, is it affects coaches, and you're hearing that coaches don't like it because, let's say you're Billy Donovan and you come in to, to Florida and you got to go to well, Georgia's a neutral site, so we'll use Tennessee. Let's say you got to go to Knoxville two years in a row. That Billy Donovan would have had nothing to do with that, and it's a that's an awful big burden to throw on a coach. It is, but if you accept the job, then you know that is going to happen because that's that's part of the process. And again, you can't worry about a coach. You can't worry about, am I going to replace a coach? Am I going to fire a coach? Yeah, that, that's well, way down the list of this. Two other uh, thoughts quickly on this, Stephen. I'll get out of your way. I think, first off, um, the main thing that these, the conference needs to ensure is the visiting team gets off the field safely. Um, if you kind of bring a ring, I think it's kind of how the NFL does it, and the opposing, the visiting team usually runs off pretty quickly. I don't think storm, storming the field necessarily is a bad thing. It looks really good on TV. Did you see the the clip that went viral, the Alabama wide receiver that swung at some girl um, that was running on the field and they didn't have contact last year? Yes. Okay. So, I mean, there are a lot of problems. I've heard both sides of the argument. They both make a lot of sense to me. In a perfect world, you don't want anybody on the field. I, I assume that's your opinion. Yep. But um, you've got a deal there where a guy, you know, heated moment, a girl's running on the field, and an Alabama wide receiver just takes a cheap shot at the girl. See, everybody's talking about player safety. Let's talk about fan safety for a second. So, it's a, it's a, I mean, you look at it, I think finding yourself is never a good idea. I think that's dumb also. I just think it's um, it's just part of college sports, the passion, the energy, and there's not much you can or should do about it. I disagree, but we can agree to disagree. See, Steve. Okay, thank you. Why is it a part of college athletics? Did they do that in the NFL? I mean, maybe they do. I don't know, but not that I can remember. 
So why why is that a part of athletics? I, I've never understood that. And look, if you want to stop it, there's two things that, that you have to understand, in my view. One, if you get 90,000 people who want to storm a field, I don't care how many police officers or horses or whatever you have, it won't stop it. It won't. But how many times has Florida stormed the field at Florida Field? Thank you. Why? Because Florida is proactive in putting people around the field to stop it. If other schools did that and followed that uh, blueprint, wouldn't it help, you would think? Tim, hello. Hey, Steve. That's pretty much essentially going to be my point. Um, you know, if the SEC is really serious about this and, and serious about fan and player safety and coach safety and, and, you know, all the other people that are along the sidelines there, maybe it's time that they say, hey, we're taking this much of the of the TV money and we're doling it out for security on all home games, and that's just the way it's going to be. You know, if, if nobody else is willing to stay, if the schools and the institutions aren't willing to step up and, and take care of it themselves, maybe the conference needs to step up and take care of it for them. Yeah, you know, that might be a more proactive way than a reactive because a fine, okay, like you said, it does nothing. You know what I mean? They tried the fine thing. That's how we've got to the point that we're at, right? Correct. Nobody cared about the fines. Correct. So you need to do something on the proactive side. You need to demonstrate, I don't want to say force, but you need to show that, hey, this, this we're not to be messed with. This isn't a thing. This isn't a game to, to come down here and play around with kids. If, so, if, if, I, were, if I were Sankey, I would say, look, while we love the passion of our fans, while we love, you know, fans interacting with players after, you know, a big victory, the risk of storming the field and having somebody, you know, get hurt or worse uh, is the overriding factor here. It's safety. And we're not allowing it. Period. So I ask any fan listening of any school if that announcement is made if sankey says that is that going to ruin your fan experience i want to answer to that yeah no i mean yeah not not for me i mean uh, you know, like yeah. you said not, as a gator fan it's just never been a thing that we've done because the other thing is and i always find this weird at home i expect my team to win right so why would I want to go out there and, and say, ah, oh, wow, what an amazing thing that we managed to win at home? No, we're supposed to win at home. You want to storm the field? Let's go to Tallahassee. Let's win there. Let's storm the field up there again. You know, if, if you're supposed to win at your house. You know what I mean? Yep. So it shouldn't be that big of a surprise that you win. It shouldn't require this big deal. So I think a more proactive measure by the conference of saying this is mandated. I'm sure they make other mandates in terms of, you know, staffing and, and other situations throughout you know, sporting events throughout the conference at certain times, they certainly could mandate this. Okay. You know, and I think it may be time that they do that. So just an idea. Thank okay. You. Thank you, Tim. Uh, by the way, LSU 10, South Carolina 3. They're in the eighth inning. One thirty. time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Cloaked in orange and blue and fortified on the campus of the University of Florida. 
You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Medicaid covered many Floridians during the public health emergency, but now for many, that coverage may end. If you are in jeopardy of losing your health coverage, don't worry. You may qualify for affordable health insurance through the Federal Health Insurance Marketplace. Navigators are ready to help you find the most affordable coverage option. This help is always free and confidential. Visit us at CoveringFlorida.org to learn more. That's CoveringFlorida.org. Hey, Steve Russell here. I want to tell you about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations are tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Roadheaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. Hey, it's Steve Russell talking to all you healthcare workers out there. Don't just dream about your family's next adventure. Make it a reality. My Healthcare Federal Credit Union has super low rates for new and used boats, RVs, campers, and power sport vehicles. If you already owned one, refinance it now with rates as low as 5.99% APR. And you might qualify for a gas card up to $100. We are My Healthcare Federal Credit Union, helping Florida healthcare workers and their families here in Gainesville. Visit myhcfcu.org to learn more. Hi, I'm Maria Youngblood, an attorney at Meldon Law and graduate from the University of Florida. Everybody knows that Meldon Law is the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators, but since we first opened our doors in 1971, we've been the community partner of Gainesville and North Central Florida. Meldon Law is there through all kinds of weather with offices in Gainesville, Lake City, and Ocala. Learn more at MeldonLaw.com. Again, that's MeldonLaw.com. Meldon Law, we won't back down. When was the last time you had a burger? No, I mean a real burger, not something you got from a drive-thru. If it's been a while, you need to head to Copper Monkey West in Jonesville. The burgers at Copper Monkey West have been voted best in the area for years. They're legendary. That's not all. USDA choice steaks, ribeye, filet, New York strip, and Philly cheesesteaks, chicken sandwiches, salmon, and more. Their sandwiches are now made with boar's head meat. Copper Monkey West has a full bar featuring many local brews, all served to you by some of the nicest, friendliest folks around. Takeout available, Copper Monkey West in Jonesville. Mmm, it really does taste that good. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Our pesky front remains stalled over North Florida. Cloudy skies today with a few peaks of sun yet again. High temperatures on the cool side in the upper 70s and lower 80s. Early to mid-afternoon downpours and thunderstorms will work their way inland from the first coast. They'll be scattered, becoming more numerous later on in the afternoon and during the evening as they approach the nature coast. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. You know, some of these players on the live tour said, yeah, see, this validates our tour. No, it doesn't. You still have great golfers. That's why they paid hundreds of millions of dollars to get you to go there. 
You guys didn't innovate anything. All you did is we're going to wear shorts, play music. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9 right here on WRUF. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. What a band. The Doors. But Morrison left way too soon. All right, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Chris says, I've always thought Storm of the Court or Quarters ridiculous, or the field, including when I was an undergrad student. I think in today's world, kids think it's something they should do because they've seen others do it. I think it's a selfish and dangerous act. It's an excuse to try to be part of a big win that you had no part in. I've always been proud that UF's made a strong effort to prevent it. Joe, welcome to Sports Scene. Uh, it should not be done. I don't know if if you've ever been in a crowd where you've been pushed around in a, in a situation. It's it's really scary where you have no control of what's going on because the crowd is forcing you. Uh, my opinion, it, there's no, no place for it. I mean, just a week or so ago, somewhere overseas, there was, a what, 16 people get killed in the stadium? Well, it, I, I've it, been in one of those situations. Um, it's scary. You just have no control no matter what you do. And in my opinion, if that happens, it has to be an immediate effect and not a fine, but possibly a uh, you, you lose the win or you know you forfeit that game, something along those lines. Well, because that's got to be determined, though, before. In other words, that's been a topic of discussion within the SEC, what to do, yeah. how to do it, because the fine – isn't working. It just the isn't. Finds a joke. Yeah. So now at, at, at the spring meetings in Destin, this is going to be, I think, a topic of discussion, and I am very interested to see what they come up with because the balancing act I think they've got, Joe, is safety certainly versus some fans don't think like you and I think. They think. They should be able to revel on the field after getting a a big win for the program. And right or wrong, that's how they feel. Go out to the stadium, go out, do that in the streets, at the establishments, whatever. But you you have a crowd of 90,000 people, and it's impossible to control when it starts to move. Okay. And, you know, it's just whenever someone, you know, they say, well, no one's ever been killed before. Well, that's not a reason not to stop it because it's just a matter of time before someone does. Okay. Appreciate your call, Joe. Thank you for your thought. Um, Let's see. Bruce says, listening to Keyshawn's show the other day, interviewing a guy they said was Corey Brewer. Now a player development guy for the Pelicans didn't sound like him, but I checked the Pelicans site, could find no listing of assistant coaches. Wondering if you knew. Yes, he is doing that. That's exactly what he's doing with the Pelicans. So that was uh, Corey Brewer. 
Um, if that's what you said uh, he was doing, uh, that is him. After a long career uh, in the NBA. All right, got about 20 minutes left. It's now 10-3 LSU. They're in the ninth. So barring a complete collapse, LSU will win its first game uh, at the SEC baseball tournament. Uh, Arkansas is playing next. Florida will then play. And Vanderbilt and Auburn will play the late night game. And don't forget, Florida is playing game seven. And the loser will play the loser of the Vanderbilt game in game two tomorrow, which again, it's a, it may not, we may, if, if that does happen, we might get a full show in just because of how long today's game has gone. My goodness, it's been a long game uh, in Hoover today. Uh, okay, uh, and I'm going to get back to Mark's email because he said, Without naming names, to your knowledge, is there one person, either former coach, AD, or president, that those who currently work or worked with university consistently point to as to why the Gator football program is in its current state? I don't think rarely it's ever one person or one thing. But they're clearly, and I've said this on the air, were factors that led to this. As terrific an AD as Jeremy Foley was, he he did not believe Florida had to spend top-of-the-line money to build facilities. And Florida got caught lagging behind in facilities. And the indoor facility is the perfect example of that. Did anybody expect Urban Meyer to leave the program the way that he did? He lost control of his team. He lost control of his locker room. And the way he left, that put Florida back. Certainly, the hires of successive coaches were not successful. They had pockets of success, but not long-term success. Certainly the NIL deal, the whole Rashada situation, didn't help. So, and that's just some of the things. And then because of the extra money that the TV contract gives, schools that really couldn't afford to stay in the arms race all of a sudden could compete because they had all that revenue coming from the TV contract. So, Throw all of that, Mark, and a lot more in the stew, kind of what you get. And then uh, I got three emails, and I wanted to email them or answer them simultaneously. Nick and Josh and Paul have all in one way, shape, or form said, why am I not in Hoover uh, doing the baseball broadcast? Um, It stinks that I'm not. I wish I was, but I was told uh, at the very beginning of the year that I would not be doing postseason baseball, uh, and that has been the case. I don't like it, but that's 
the way it is. I was, very, as I always am every year, very fortunate to uh, do as many games as I get to do. I got to do some softball games this year, which was great as well. Um, but that's why. Uh, I often say, I go, we're assigned. I wasn't assigned to this. I won't be assigned to a regional. I won't be assigned to a super regional. I won't be assigned to Omaha either. Barring something I don't know, um, for me, it's done this year. And, you know, again, I, I wish it would be different, but it isn't, and that's how it is. So thank you for all who have asked. 143, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. Final segment coming up. Still plenty of time to hear from you. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Kaylin Sims. The Gators will take on Alabama this evening in the second round of the SEC Baseball Tournament in Hoover. Coverage can be found here at 525. Florida men's and women's tennis are competing in the NCAA Individual Championships all week. They're playing in Orlando at the UTSA National Campus. Axel Neb won his match Tuesday, advancing into the singles championship. Gators track and field is in Jacksonville competing in the NCAA East Preliminaries today. In MLB, the Tampa Bay Rays will take on the Toronto Blue Jays in the third game of a four-game series tonight at 6.40. In last night's game, the Blue Jays beat the Rays 20-1. The series is now tied up at 1-1. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Kaylin Sim. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. When planning your summer vacation, pick a destination close to where you live to limit the impact of fuel to get there. There might even be areas of your own city you want to explore in depth. And if you're planning to go camping, learn how to have a leave no trace trip so you can leave the campsite the same way or even cleaner than you found it. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a hundred things, a thousand things, a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? Florida is kayaking country. Kayaks are a great vessel for exploring the state's beautiful waterways. But it's important to be prepared for the journey, regardless of your experience level. Get your boater education and learn about you and your craft's abilities. It'll help you have a safer, more enjoyable time on the water. Before you go, know your limits and always wear your life jacket. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. Celebrate the all-star in your life with Spurrier's Gridiron Grill's Father's Day specials. Enjoy our premium brunch buffet from 11 to 3. Or make your reservation today for dinner with Spurrier's Gridiron Grill's special Father's Day menu. Choose between a smoked prime rib or 14-ounce ribeye or fan favorites like our orange and blue shrimp and sweet corn ravioli. Go to Spurrier's.com right now and make your Father's Day dinner reservations before the tables fill up. That's Spurrier's.com. At International Diamond Center, their diamonds don't just sparkle, they come to life. The diamond doesn't smile at you, don't buy it. The diamond's got to talk to you. 
IDC owner Keith LeClaire says the reason his diamonds have this magical quality is because every diamond at IDC has passed through the highest possible quality control standards and chosen for maximum beauty. You're seeing the brilliance and the scintillation. There's no obstruction in that diamond. There's no internal green. There's no clouds. An IDC diamond is better because, pure and simple, we put the time, the effort of selecting only the best. Every diamond is going to be handpicked by us. We're looking for nothing but the top, top, top percent. So there's never any cutting corners, no compromising, no settling for an okay diamond. Let's be critical. Let's pick the best and deliver the best we can. We do all the hard work in the beginning. Is that diamond you're about to buy just okay? Or does it speak to you? Come to IDC and listen before you buy. Anybody that sees it on her hand, they're going to be on. Where'd you get that diamond? International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I first heard of Exceptional Dentistry through family. Our dentist had retired and we were looking for a new dentist and I valued everybody's input from the family. And so they said that it was professional, well done, friendly staff. Uh, they were just so impressed. I would like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry that you can trust them implicitly to do the best job ever. It's not your worry. Let, put the worry in their hands and then you'll have great outcome. Let them do their thing. It's a great spot. We recommend them to everybody. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. Coming up at 4, it's The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. SEC meetings in Destin are always, I believe, they're always the last one. And uh, they begin next week. And we'll keep an eye on things, but it's going to be a pretty active time. Now, I'm not sure that they'll have all the answers to these things, but just think about some of the things they're going to be discussing, right? A, we've talked about today. By the way, LSU has won 10 to 3, so they advance. Um, what to do about storming the field. Remember, the SEC is going to be moving from CBS. What has programming, scheduling, Eight conference games, nine conference games. Who's going to be the permanent opponents? Who isn't? Um, so, I don't know. There's going to be some people not happy. For example, let's just say <coughs> Florida loses Tennessee or LSU as a permanent rival. Um, that's pretty tough. That's pretty tough. 
And you're not going to be able to please everybody. You're just not. One thing we do know is that the league wants to make it a priority so that players, schools, and fans can play other schools in the league on a more on a more consistent and a and, and on a more happening basis. Um, Tony says, "When did Larry Vitale leave? I blame him." I knew Tennessee lost yesterday when Wes Rucker complained about the venue on Twitter. How do you like Hoover? Having been, been other than some rain, I think it's perfect. Uh, he wants in a dome. Um, it does rain there a lot, Tony, I will say. But I think th- there are some amenities that I think could be added there if they're going to keep it there. But... There's a lot of room in the stadium, obviously, because it was a minor league park. There's The parking seems to be adequate. Getting to it is a little tricky because it's a little road that you go down <coughs> to get to. But overall, I think pretty good. I think they would be wise to keep it there. And I know if you live here, you know, it isn't easy to get there. It's about eight hours when you drive it. But, you know, all in all, I think it's pretty good. All right, we've got a couple of more emails and about five minutes to fill. Tomorrow, Max Chadwick from Pro Football Focus will talk some college football. Hope to have Michelle Smith back here from ESPN to go over the softball super regional field. Three. SEC teams are still alive. The Pac-12 has the most. And you know what else is cool about this? Even when Ole Miss and Mississippi State aren't in it, they had some of the fans that they had some of their fans there. That's Florida fans travel okay to that. And obviously, it's further to go. I mean, Auburn and when Auburn and Alabama are in it, that certainly, and and LSU is great. If you looked at the crowd today, LSU really goes and goes in all in for that. It's a good thing. Uh, Okay, let's get our final two or three emails here. We'll say goodbye for the day. Uh, I do want to thank our guests, though Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus, talking a little NFL, and, uh, Dennis Dobb from CBSSports.com talking about proposed NIL legislation. And that's what Eric uh, emails about. He emailed earlier, but I saved it because he said, uh, could you fill me in a little bit on what you were talking about uh, earlier on uh, in the show? The, The NCAA doesn't want any part, any part, of NIL, all of that. So now what happens in terms of NIL and who's going to oversee it, all of that? Well, they had a meeting in Congress to discuss it, but not much 
really came out of it. I don't think there's going to be anything here that is going to make this something where we're going to see this happen anytime soon. There have been two, as far as I know, NIL hearings on Capitol Hill about this. Um, the one that Dennis Dodd's talking about was a bill that was actually filed by a Florida uh, House member. The Fairness, Accountability, and Integrity in Representation of College Sports Act. <gasps> FAIR acronym. It would blow away any existing state NIL laws, which, in my opinion, if you're going to do this, make it uniform. Well, this is also what's been suggested in the legislation. Protect athletes' rights for NIL compensation and protect them and be able to sign with agents. Ban pay-for-play. Don't let boosters, etc., offer inducements to transfer. That's cheating, right? And require registration within 30 days for agents when NIL deals are signed. What's missing from this, at least as I read it, um, nothing that's in there about health and medical benefits for athletes, nothing about possible unionization employee status at all. Um, they think that's out of what they think they can oversee. This would be named, by the way, remember this, the U.S. Intercollegiate Athletics Commission. And again, oversee NIL, setting rules, enforcement of the rules, and helping the athletes meander through all of this. The legislation defines what a booster is, and apparently this board of directors would be appointed by Congress. Student athletes would be on it, and then people from various conferences and maybe even the NCAA, and there would be a chairman. If you violated anything in this act, you would be, quote, appropriately disciplined, unquote. But this new, what I don't like about this, this new agency would leave enforcement up to existing agencies. Oh, boy. Does that mean, then, the NCAA would oversee this? They don't do a good job overseeing it now. I don't know. I don't know. Um, we'll see what happens with this. We'll keep an eye on it. But I don't know. I, I like the idea. I like the federal overseeing of this. Not sure it's going to work in the long term. Don't forget tomorrow uh, we will have either a short show because of Ray's baseball against the Dodgers at 1230, uh, and maybe a bit of a shorter show if the Gators will have to play the second game of the day. 
uh, given the length of the first games, that might be about now. So we'll kind of meander through that and figure it out. But again, our thanks to Dennis Dopp from CBSSports.com and Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus. Thanks for listening to our On Deck show today. Hope you had a chance to hear Jeff and I talk a little baseball. Kyle Crooks was our guest talking Gators softball. Uh, the Little River Band back in the day did a song called Help Is On The Way. Help Is On The Way for Gators softball. Um, they should be better. Thanks to Jose Tovar for producing both our shows today. We'll do it again tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your day. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. I'm Steve Russell.